No bat light here. These idiots just show up and hope for the best. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Man, I sure wish I was the garbage man. You know what I could do if I was the garbage man? I could go to the wrong parts of town on the wrong days periodically in the morning and then watch everybody run out of their house in their underwear with two bags of trash screaming, Stop! Halt! Yeah, that's what I'd love to do. Two douchebags and microphone, I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Hey, everybody. Um, we got a bunch of different things going on tonight. Um, there's a bunch of things we could do. We don't know if we're going to get to them all. We're probably going to save some of them at least for tomorrow, um, for tomorrow's yeah, podcast, yeah. because we're simply just not going to have enough time, which is fine. That's good. I mean, the more content, the better, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I got quite a bit stored up, so. Oh, good, good. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. I've got a uh, a list of the top twelve pumpkin spice cities, and these are cities that love pumpkin spice. Me, I've never been a fan, and I don't. I don't think ever will be. I just don't. I don't see what the appeal is. Do you? Around the holidays. And yeah. it's only a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get a pumpkin spice latte, maybe, I don't know, Thanksgiving, not, not, maybe Halloween. Not all three, four months, you know. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's just like... Uh, That's too much. Yeah, it is. It's not that good to support three months of, uh, of, uh, of happiness and joy because you have this. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't mean to sound like an old grumpy grumpster or nothing like that, but I just... Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah, I mean, you know, let, let people enjoy what they want to enjoy, but I've never gotten the I've never gotten the whole craze. I, I get the why someone would want one, you know, to be festive, but I've never gotten the, uh, um, um, you know, the whole hype for a few months. And I blame some of that on great advertising. You know, some uh, great... Uh, some great um, social pushes, I guess. I think that some yeah. of it originated from some type of guerrilla marketing. Like, uh, like I, I think I, I, I told Topher about this, and I think it was on air too, but probably not you, Rob. This is before, uh, I think, when I was talking about the first time I ever uh, witnessed guerrilla marketing, and that was Pat's Blue Ribbon, and that was at Buzzard yeah. Beach in Kansas City. And these can can I can I stop you right there yes. one second? Yes. I just want to throw our motto in there. Yes. This is our opinion. Yes. Yeah. No. Thank this you. Is our opinion. Thank you. Yes. So if Go you on. love pumpkin spice and you think it's should be all year round, that's fine. That's fine with us. We still love you. So um, okay. So uh, Buzzard Beach. All of a sudden, he's hot college-looking chicks came in in shorts, cowboy boots, big belt buckles, and big fucking 10-gallon hats with feathers in them. People were like, whoa, what's this? And uh, they just installed Pabst Blue Ribbon taps there, and we're all wondering what that was about because Pabst Blue Ribbon wasn't even heard of. Uh, again, it was, you know, everybody's grandpa's beer, but nobody else's beer. So they did this. They didn't have very much budget at all, so they went from uh, from nothing, from like number 672 or something beer sold in America to a distant number four of the big three. I mean, but still, that's quite an accomplishment. And they did this just by doing stuff like having hot chicks give out belt buckles and shirts and buying the whole bar two rounds of Pabst. And I've seen this happen several nights at Buzzard Beach. And uh, and Camel was starting to die off, Camel cigarettes, and I saw this done at Buzzard Beach too. Uh, Before they outlawed it in the state of Missouri... They would have the camel guy come in, and it was crazy. All of a sudden, there'd be hundreds of people lined up with their IDs out, getting two free packs of camels or new specialized cigarettes, like camel 
uh, Turkish mild blend and camel menthol neon uh, upscale lights and all these different brands that they came out with and this is in the early double aughts like 2000 1999 2000 2001 2002 2003 and they started coming out with all these different varieties of cigarettes and camel sparked up theirs too and you know camel is kind of like the old man unfiltered camel the old man cigarette and they did it too and i think that pumpkin spice had some roots in that too because i really think that like uh places like starbucks and local coffee houses really kind of pushed the agenda of uh, pumpkin spice for a bestseller for a great seller by going oh remember thanksgiving remember pumpkin pie remember sitting around the table with your great aunt bezzy and uh and uh and your uncle uh elbud or whoever you know i think i stole that from bubba uncle elbud but anyhow i'm sorry it, but I doubt if he's listening. But if he does listen, I'm sorry. I think I stole that from you, and I'm giving you credit, Uncle Elbud. So, anyhow, uh, here are the top ten pumpkin spice cities, according to... Damn it. Shit, I can't find... Uh, anyhow, well, let me see if I can find out who gets credit for this, so I can keep it honest. Um, let's see. do 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 Pumpkin... Cities. Alright. Um, I think it's by Roasty Coffee is the name of it. Whoever they are. RoastyCoffee.com So, okay. Thank you, RoastyCoffee.com And, uh, anyhow. Okay, number one is Minneapolis. Hmm. Number two is Seattle. Number three is Portland, Oregon. Number four is Denver. Number five is San Francisco. Number six is Austin, Texas, which kind of surprises me. Yeah. Number seven is Washington, D.C. Number eight is Atlanta, Georgia. That surprises me because that's a hot weather city, right? Yeah. Uh, Number nine, this surprises me a lot. New Orleans, Louisiana, where they have the uh, chicory coffee and the beignets and all that. I'm really surprised that it made a dent in that type of of um, environment that they have there. Number 10, Miami, uh, Florida, of course. Number 11, Boston, Mass. Um, That doesn't surprise me because Boston, I've been there a few times for work and a couple of times just, you know, for other things. And uh, they have a lot of coffee houses per capita, so that doesn't really surprise me that much. Number 12, Nashville. And you know what? We can talk to Rick at Filthy Bean about that one. Yeah. Yeah, he'd probably have some insight on how well it sells there. Matter of fact, I'll send him a message. Uh, if he answers during the program, I'll tell you what he says, but I'll send him a message here in a minute and see what he says. Uh, oh. Number 13, New York City. 14, Las Vegas. And, you know, I'd only promised the top 11 or 12, didn't I? And so, okay. Anyhow, those are the top pumpkin spice cities. Some of them I found... Um, uh, I found odd or peculiar. I didn't think that they would be in there. And then uh, other ones uh, I kind of expected to be in there, like Seattle and Portland. and um, Yeah. And, and, yeah, and even Minneapolis, because it is a cold-weather city. So, anyhow, um, I spoke with uh, Topher today, and him and I are going to go grab a coffee tomorrow morning for a little bit. And uh, he has a Topher's desk. You ready for a Topher's desk, Rob? Yes, I am. All right. Well, this is one of the stories that sent me. The other one I'm still working on. So this is straight from Topher's desk, and this is stuff that uh, he finds interesting that he would like to parlay to you, uh, Joe Listener. So anyhow, we thank Topher. He is doing well, uh, and uh, I'm going to see him tomorrow, and we'll probably have a good old conversation about all different well, it'll, okay, it'll start off in the NFL, and it'll, like, uh, go everywhere else, like it always does. So, anyhow, 
Looking forward to seeing them tomorrow. So, school kids are so violent coming out of the pandemic that they are sending teachers to the hospital. The 2022-23 school year was a particularly violent year for educators. In Florida, a high school student beat a, a paraprofessional unconscious. A 15-year-old in Georgia left her teacher with difficulty walking, and a group of students in Texas sent their assistant principal to the hospital after an assault. Recent reports suggest these high-profile incidents of violence in schools are part of a general increase in student misconduct over the past couple of years. This contrasts with a decline over the prior decades. Teachers who are at a premium anyhow are resigning their positions to the threats of violence and general unruly behaviors. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, there's more to this story. There's quite a bit more, but I want to stop it right there, Rob. And I want to get what you think is going on. Why is it post-pandemic? Why are suddenly, because before the assaults and everything were actually declining significantly, and it was like one of the lesser concerns. Now it's like one of the number one concerns with educators is um, this idea that the children are becoming violent towards their educators. Um, what is your thoughts on that, Rob? Because I have a couple of thoughts, and that's really about it. About so, the only thing I could think of is they spent too much time at home, not around other people. They got accustomed to not be, you know. Yes, but that's part of it. And I mean, that, that, there could, I, I don't know. I mean, okay, that's, Rob, that's you're, the biggest thing. Rob, you were going there, and you will be. You'll know exactly what I say because if you had time to uh, think it out a little bit more, you're going to go exactly where I'm going because that's the first place I went. But I had time to think it out. I just sprung the story on you. It is the internet yeah. behavior. Internet behavior. This is what the kids ah. were doing while they were out of school. They were on the internet. Internet has internet tough guys. You can say whatever you want to people with no repercussions. Right? Good point. Good point. That's exactly what it is. They took the internet. They took the internet uh, um, uh, environment and brought it to schools. And that's what's going on. And that's what people need to start fucking working, working okay. this, and starting to really punish these children, and making sure that they don't grow up like these violent little assholes that they're starting to do because of a pandemic, because their uh, parents didn't spend enough time with them, because they could lie to their parents really good and go, "Oh, I wasn't online. Um, I was doing my homework or whatever." So, or the or the parents not checking the phones. Or all of, all of the above, probably. So, and I know it isn't all the parents. I know that you can't uh, watch your children twenty four seven. I know children are sneaky. I was a child once. I was very sneaky, and I knew ways I could mani- ni- manipulate my parents, like all children do. But this is a societal thing too, because of COVID, and it's a residual effect. So, and there's other variances involved too. There's like uh, um, um, this feeling of, um, of well, I got to do whatever I want for a year and a half, so why am I going to stop now? There's a lot of different things involved, but I make, the main thing is, is that internet mentality, that bully mentality that goes on all over the internet, Facebook, one guy, you know, and, and, but if you saw the guy in person, he would never... Yeah, video games is a, that's another good one, Rob. Right. Thank Playing you. video games live against other people, you say whatever you want. Yeah, you know, they're not going to come to do it for years. You know, it used to be like this: if you were dumb enough to mouth off to the wrong person, you got your ass kicked. Now it's like they can't touch you. You're on the internet, so you can say whatever you want. You know, fuck you, and I'll fucking kick your mom in the face, and I'll fuck your dog. You know, you can say whatever you want. And yeah. There's nothing anyone yeah. can do about it because they... But if you used to say that in a bar, you get the shit kicked out of you and everyone would be like, well, guy shouldn't, guy shouldn't have said that, man. Now he's going to the hospital. That's the way it goes. Maybe next time he'll be a little bit smarter about his choice of words to and who he says it to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
yeah, who would have thought it was coming like this, but it is. So, uh, anyhow, um, let's lighten this bitch up a little bit, and let's uh, come back with a uh, Dear Douchebag's letter. Right on. Yeah, that's right. We still have people writing us, even though we give the worst advice ever, and we'll probably ruin your life if you take our advice. People still love it. So, we shall return in a couple of moments with... When taking a shower, remember to scrub your asshole with soapy water, because nobody likes a stinky asshole. Brick Shithouse Energy Drink. That's right, Brick Shithouse Energy Drink. Make that little girl. She wants little balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to go to across America? Brick Shithouse is for you. Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere. Because of liability issues. As pleasant as 50 grit sandpaper to your inner thighs. Do they make ear condoms? I certainly need them for this garbage. And we are back. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Okay. Dear douchebags, I have a real bad problem with a skid outside my business. He constantly pisses in the alley next to my building and it runs and smells horrible right in front of my entrance. This is gross. It makes people not want to come into my business. It smells horrible. And nothing I say can stop the guy. He's incoherent. And he just pisses all over the alleyway whenever he feels like it. He even pisses in front of my customers. I tried to get a hold of the city. But they aren't doing anything about it. He's one of these protected species. You can't touch him. So, any help that you can give us will be greatly appreciated. Please and thank you. Signed, No Piss and Southern Miss. Another good name, huh? Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good name. Yeah. And this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what we wrote up to do to this kid, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm already happy. Whatever is written down here, I'm already happy. <laughs> All right. I hope you don't end up in jail. Well, okay. We already told everybody, don't take our advice, right? Right. We already told everybody, we give horrible advice, and if you want to ruin your life, right. you do what we say. If you want to have a Good good, point. nice life, a nice, smooth life, don't do anything we say, right? Well, what more can we do, right? We've already told them this. Do totally the opposite. Yeah. Totally the opposite. Whatever we say, run the other way from. So we told you. So if you take our advice, it's on you. So here is what our horrible advice is. Well, it sucks because our delightful government won't uh, protect horrible behavior. Uh, I'd love to protect horrible behavior. You know what? You think I would be able to read this because I fucking wrote it out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me start this over. Well, it sucks because our delightful governments love to protect horrible behavior, so we all end up having to deal with constant stupidity. We have a few ideas and certainly hope one or more of these help. One, strobe light in a motion detector light. The skid is most likely smashed out of his gourd. Therefore, the strobe light would make him leave immediately without pissing near your place. When said bum walks up and the strobe light hits him, it's instant confusion and he will get out of there quick. Have you not been trashed before, Rob, and witnessed the strobe light? He'd think it was the cops. Yeah, oh, it mangles your fucking brain, dude. You can't harness it. You're just like, no, no, no. And also, yeah. like you said, if he is 
somewhat coherent enough to handle it, he will think it's the cops. And he will run. He will flip out and, fuck, man, uh-uh, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I mean, you can even install a siren. Actually, let's go a step further. Put a siren there, too, right? There you go. A siren and a strobe light. That bitch will be pissing on someone else's lawn immediately. I, I think that's really good advice. I mean, that's not just funny advice. Yeah, it's that, good advice. That's, that's pretty solid right there. Yeah, that's solid shit right there. But like we said, <laughs> you want to have a good life, don't take her advice. <laughs> that right there will not land you in jail. So that's pretty good advice. Yeah, that is pretty good advice. So, okay. Uh, anyhow, uh, we are a podcast not to be taken seriously, but if we're ever just kind of like uh, recognize some of our advice that is a pretty stellar one number two yeah. snapping turtles <laughs> yes sir snapping turtles break up some area fill it full of water insert turtles bam no more skid after his toes get snapped off <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> I came up with a pretty good one on that one, didn't I? Uh, yes, you did. Yep. And hey, <laughs> how about this, Rob? You get to hear the blood-curling screams. Yes. So you're sitting in your shop, having a nice, warm pumpkin spice latte, because it's the season, right? And uh, yep. and uh, you're in there, and uh, you're about ready to close, and you see the fucking shadow of the skid. And uh, you see him going for a zipper, and then all of a sudden you hear the blood curling screams. And then you just sip your pumpkin spice and go, ah, right now that skid is getting his toes snapped off. Mm. Oh, what a beautiful sound that is. You can hear angels singing as he screams in pain. Right? Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> Number three. Sounds like the vagrant has an approximate time he comes by. A simple sliding chain link at the basin of the alley would protect and probably do the job. Yeah. So basically what uh, two douchebags and microphone are saying here is he comes by at 5 every day or 5.30 or maybe 10 to 6, right? You have a rolling little rolling chain link fence. It won't take much because it's an alleyway. You roll that bitch out, and he'll just see the fence there and then turn around and leave. He he would think that he went down the wrong alleyway, right? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, shit, man. Fuck. I had too many fucking night trains. I I better turn around and find the alleyway that I normally go to to piss and piss that guy off. So he turns around. I'm trying to do that to you. Yeah, okay. Night train will do a lot of other things to you too. Yeah. Night yeah, train will. will yeah, night train will end you, uh, end you up in the satellite hospital that used to be on 150 Highway there, just on the edge of Grandview, and the edge of Belvedere, yeah. and and make people think that you're vomiting blood, but you're really not. Right. Yeah. Not that we know that. Oh wait a minute! I already told that story. They know. Yeah. Right, forget it. Yeah. 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 Forget it. Number four, heat lamps and loud sirens. And blow horns. <laughs> he would literally think he he would think he died and went to hell. <laughs> oh my god. He would be like <laughs> Number five. This is solid too. I love this one, Rob. Did you come up with this one, number five? Uh, I think so. Okay. A table with free garbage across the busy intersection. If you're real lucky, he gets rolled over by an F-350. At the very least, the free garbage will keep him occupied elsewhere while you offer a shopping cart as well with sympathy balloons stolen from a cemetery attached to the cart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was me because I used F-350. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And then, did you put this on the bottom of it? Good luck, fuckface. No, I think that was you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good luck, fuckface. <laughs> Thanks for the email. Good luck, fuckface. 
that was a that was a solid one, dude. I like that one. That was solid, yes. All right. Okay. Um, do you have something you uh, want to go to? Yeah. Uh, did you hear that Pittsburgh Steelers had to make an emergency landing in Kansas City? Yes, I did. Please go forth because I didn't write it down. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I got this yesterday, and this was on Fox 4 News, Kansas City. Uh, there was an emergency landing at KCI Monday morning. The flight was carrying an NFL team. The Pittsburgh Steelers charter plane made an emergency landing at KCI. King City International Airport emergency crews were notified about an inbound aircraft emergency designated as an Alert 2. The team was flying back from Las Vegas to Pittsburgh. There were 192 people on the plane. Everyone who was on the charter plane is safe. MCI operations staff were told that a replacement aircraft will be en route and will arrive around 9.30 a.m. The passengers will remain on the plane and will transfer to the replacement aircraft. Uh, I read another article and what it was, it had something to do with oil pressure. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, that's what I read was oil pressure, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I have a conspiracy theory on it, Rob. I think that they wanted to see an updated version of uh, of the uh, Lamar Hunt, or um, of the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Could be. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, anyhow, let's take a slight break here and we will be right back. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. We are two douchebags in microphone. As charming as a leaky sewer pipe. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renews-It cartridge. Douchebags and microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, all right, Rob, you had a story that you wanted to talk about. Did you narrow it down to exactly what you're wanting to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty much narrowed it down. Uh, okay. it's, it's a long story. Uh, Christine Lionheart appears in a booking. Okay. An Ohio man in West Virginia really wanted to get out of the woods, but he didn't want to do it by himself. Mm-hmm. So he called law enforcement to re- repeat called law enforcement to repeatedly shriek about an impending attack by bears. Police say, but those bears were fake. Yeah. Those would be begalling Bruins were actually all just imagine parts of an elaborate ruse to get a ride. Christian Lionheart, 47, hails from Brexville, Ohio, and stands accused on one count of falsely reporting an emergency incident, according to Kanawha County Sheriff's Office, which is in West Virginia. And that, wow. that's that's what I meant. That the rest of the story is wrong. It goes into details how he called them and they got a manhunt together, got helicopters in the air and everything. <laughs> wow. And they find him and they find him and he I guess when he called he admitted to being drunk. Uh huh. 
Yeah, get off just get right out of the woods. How come I really how come I already knew he was drunk? By the context of the story. <laughs> but supposedly by the time he got there he was sober. Yeah, they, <laughs> there was no marks on him, no nothing. Yeah, the bear just I don't know, it just left. What do you mean it just left? I don't know, it just left. Just just hey. gone. Just left. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so did they charge him for a false uh, call? Yeah, or? yeah, he, yeah, he was being held. Okay, well, that's what I was asking. Is is what did yeah. they? Okay, all right, good. Fal- falsely reporting. Falsely reporting. Okay, that's what I was looking for. All right, and you probably said it in the story. I was too busy chuckling to myself <laughs> to <Yeah>. catch it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's no different than these uh, fucking skids up here that fake heart attacks to get rides across town. Happens all the time. Right. Yeah, so, anyhow. All right. Um, you hear about the big Southwest hubbub, Southwest Airlines? No, I haven't. Well, there's all these forums now where people are fighting over Southwest. Uh, most people don't like the uh, anywhere seating, no, no assigned seating. And then there's a few people that defend it. But let me go into some of the bullet points here, and maybe you can decide. Me, I'm sick of Southwest, but it isn't because of the open seating. It's because of all the other bullshit that's been going on. In my opinion, they're not a very reliable airline anymore, and they pissed me off, and they screwed me out of, uh, in my opinion, they screwed me out of quite a bit of voucher money and other things, and then flights and being snotty and asshole-ish and what have you and this and that and the other. So, anyhow, let me get to it. Saving seats on Southwest infuriates flyers. Southwest does not have pre-assigned seats. It's first come, first serve. So people are saying that they're sick of these games in particular. This is the number one game that they're sick of that people do that get on the plane first. If the plane isn't going to be full, passengers will try to keep people from sitting down next to them when the door closes. Crumpled up tissues and they put them all over the seat. And you know what? This is what I um, I think uh, Topher is still with the program when I when I saluted this guy. He was a genius. Yeah, he was because this is back in uh, March, early March, when we went on the cruise out of the uh, Pacific Ocean. Okay. Yeah. There was a guy across from me. This the the flight wasn't anywhere near full, and they announced it. And the guy right across from me, I got this big fucking mouth breather that sat next to me that was just disgusting and hacking all over the place. But he had no one sitting near him because he brought out, when he sat down, he brought out a little uh, a little bottle of uh, Vicks Formula 44 or whatever, uh, NyQuil, I think it's NyQuil, a little bottle of NyQuil, a bunch of tissue paper, and he was kind of slobbering and his eyes were all red. He rubbed his eyes red. I'm convinced of it now. He, he messed his hair up and he was kind of hacking and wheezing and everybody stayed away from him. No one got near him. And then as soon as the plane, the plane took off, he put away the uh, NyQuil. He, uh, he uh, made his hair look a little bit more normal. He quit hacking and wheezing, and he got rid of all the tissues. So you tell me. That was genius, dude. He acted yeah. like he was sicker than hell, and no one got near him. He got the whole row to himself. The whole row. And it was funny because he didn't try to close off an aisle. He didn't put anything in the next seat to him. He just had all these tissues around him and red eyes and hacking and wheezing and, and NyQuil. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. So, anyhow, That's people... Classic. It is classic. I saluted that guy then and I do it now. And I'm not saying I'm above doing that either. <laughs> so, okay. If I ever go Southwest again, which I don't see that I will, but anyhow. Okay. Okay, so, you know, crumpled up tissues, and they put them on a seat. Uh, the other trick that they're sick of is uh, people spread out in the middle of the next seat, two of them, to make it look uncomfortable choice on the plane. So some guy's got his legs way over to where you would be sitting, and you're not comfortable coming up there and having him, like, have his leg all over you. You know, yeah, I get that. And then uh, the other thing is they get tired of people placing a bag or a jacket to make it look occupied, like, oh, well, someone's sitting here, but they went to the bathroom, they'll be right back. 
and then it's not true. No one's sitting there, and they just did that to make it look like someone was there. By the time you go find another seat, you don't know, right? You don't know if anyone was sitting there or not. You just kind of took their word for it. Oh, there's a bag there? Oh, okay, someone's sitting there. I'll just keep going. Okay, and then another thing, the next thing that uh, people in general are sick of, and this might be more women here, some men especially will uh, open uh, will uh, open to certain passengers over others, and uh, and try to um, and try to game who who their empty seat um, by uh, what they mean by gaming their empty seat is it's a game to make the seat look inviting, right? So yeah. what they'll do is um, if an attractive female comes on board. Suddenly they clear out all the middle seat and then they move to their side and they're real calm and they look the other way and they're real unassuming. But if it's like a bunch of wildebeest coming through there or some dude or something, they'll like lay over on part of the seat, they'll scratch themselves, they'll they'll heave and hack. So they're trying to make sure that the hot chick sits, uh, sits next to them, right? Yeah. Which, which I get, yeah. Okay, there's no rule... The other thing that people are pissed off about is there's no rule about saving seats. Southwest doesn't say it's okay, but doesn't say it's not okay either. So this is why you get half of the plane with a sweater or handbag next to someone. Some people love the policy, though. And me, I hate it because you drive, you walk up, right, and there's a sweater on the seat. And I, there's not enough time to go, hey, is someone sitting there? And then they, they got their headphones in so they purposely don't have to address anybody, right? Right. And then they pull them out and go, um, par- pardon me, after you flag them down. Uh, yeah, pardon me, what? Uh, is anyone sitting here? Uh, well, uh, by that time, you already wasted fucking five minutes of everyone else's time. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if they have a sweater in the middle seat, you just keep going. You're like, fuck it, I'm not dealing with it. Okay. Here's the people that love the way the seating is going, the Southwest seating, and this is why they'll always buy from them. One person wrote, I tend to buy tickets late, close to travel, and on many airlines that means the best seats are still ava- um, are, are not still available. In fact, when changing flights the day of the flight, one is still able to get a decent seat on Southwest. Others say they like to play games, and if you do it right, you can get a spacious area on coach, which is true. And this would be the people like hang over the middle seat or, you know, use tissues and make it look like they're sick or or just don't look yeah. like they'd be a very workable person to sit next to. So, you know, I, um, so, I mean, at least those people are honest about it. They're like, you know what, we can manipulate Southwest system. Other systems, we can't. So. Right. Anyhow, um, interesting stuff nonetheless. Um. I like the candidness of everybody and how, you know, whoever participated in this, uh, um, uh, in you know, whatever it is, article. I loved how candid they were and how honest they were about it. I, I can say that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, Mayhaw, did you have uh, anything you wanted to get to, Rob? Yeah, I, I, I got another story for okay. you. Uh, this came from the New York Post four days ago. Okay. Florida deputies say that a woman allegedly attacked two people at a pool for doing stretches she thought were impro- inappropriate. Hmm. Okay. Amanda Ferragamo, 41, was arrested in Sumter County, Florida at, after the incident on early Sunday morning. Uh, and you find out more at the bottom of the story. There's more to it. <laughs> okay. A, fe- a female victim told deputies she and the male victim were doing stretches when Ferragamo smacked and shoved them both. Mm-hmm. The female victim then stated that the defendant accused them both of doing inappropriate activities and began to shove her and smack her across the face. The female victim has a red mark on her face indicating she was hit as well. The arrest affidavit stated. Uh The male victim told a deputy, she effing attacked us. She's pissed. Deputies wrote in the affidavit that the female victim had a red mark on her face indicating she was hit. 
according to Fox 35, the man and Ferragamo are connected in some way, hmm. which makes the incident domestic in nature. Okay. Officials at the Sumter County Sheriff's Office didn't further explain their relationship. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I wish they would have explained their relationship. Well, if they would have explained the relationship, um, it wouldn't have been as big a story as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I agree. Well, it, it did. If you, did you notice it said the incident was at two thirty-two a.m. Uh huh. That's what I caught. It, it, bingo. Yeah. That's exact. Yes. That's why it didn't have to. <laughs> That's why I didn't have to go into anything else in my mind. I'm like, okay. Right, um, right. Got That's... it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hey, it started um, good. Yes, it does. Yeah, it did. Um, I got one for you. Uh, a question I need to ask you. How's your hairy asshole Olympics come along? Have you got any new contestants? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Okay. How's your blues coming I, I, along? I, I, that's that's what I'm working on. Okay, that's cool. All right. I, I've been too busy. I've been concentrating on that, and then I just looked at my notes all again. Oh, sh- no, 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 no. That's that. that's cool, Rob. That just means that all I'm right. okay. I'm okay for right now. Yeah, I can I can concentrate on my blues and then move on to the hairy asshole contestants. I think it's ten contest ten contestants, two wild cards. And uh, um, one and, band, and one band, and then we all have a pass one. card where you have to leave somebody yeah. alone. Yeah. Okay. That, yep. Okay. That sounds good to me. So it'll be another thrilling edition of uh, who has the hairiest asshole, and we know that everybody loves him because people write in and tell us. Oh, speaking of that, let me see if I. No oh, shit, I didn't print him out. I think I'm going to stick to what I said before, and you tell me what you think about this. We do all of the emails in, like, one podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got seven of them um, that I need to just go ahead and print out, and I will. I'll get to them. But anyhow, there are a bunch of other stuff going on, like, around the house and business stuff. Do you want to cover those tomorrow night? No, no. No, okay. Because there's too many... I can't answer some of them right now. Oh, gotcha. And we're not quite there yet, so um, I'd say that that one, that particular program, is about a month off. Oh, okay. Yeah, and look, I mean, if I get like ten more emails, then it might push it up a little quicker. But right now, these seven right here aren't pertinent to me having to answer them really quick. They're just stuff. Oh, gotcha. They're stuff that we're going to get to, and suggestions, and some other things that I really enjoy. It's just like I'm not in a position, and neither are you, to answer them because we're just not simply there yet with the podcast. So, and um, also another one, another guy. I can't answer this. Another guy really loves the state of the podcast and likes hearing where you know our number one markets are, and you know, and the downloads and all that stuff, right? Well, yeah. I told him, I said, we can do that once a month. That way people don't get sick of it. But there are people like him that really love listening. You know, I mean, they're, they're a big fan of the show. And they want to hear how well we're doing and what areas listen to us. So I said probably right around once a month we'll be doing a, uh, here, here's the new emerging markets. Here's the markets dying off. Here's the new thing and all that. And then um, I have some new segments coming up. One of them is called Things Overheard in Hell. What do you think of that, Rob? That sounds pretty good. Doesn't it? It's things like all of a sudden, bam, you get hit by a Mack truck. And then you're floating through the air. Then suddenly you're like, you go up to the pearly gates and all of a sudden they put you in the elevator going down. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Damn it. I guess I'm going to go to hell. And these are things you would hear if you're in hell, things you could overhear. I'm very proud of this segment. I love it. And I hope I did not steal it from another radio show. 
because uh, I, I mean I think it's my own idea I do but if it's something I heard a long time ago and I just thought it was clever and I was like <laughs> man that's great I apologize but as far as I know it's my own segment so I, as far as I know it's not any type of plagiarism do you remember any show doing anything like that Rob? not Rob hand you see, that's something I always worry about, like little segments like that. If you yeah. like something like, uh, um, uh, I could see like Man Cow doing that back in the Madhouse days. I, I could see that be a segment of his, or uh, um, or that could even be a Howard Stern when he was funny and had segments and stuff. Or, or I mean, or maybe even uh, maybe even a Bob and Tom even, or something like I don't know. But anyhow, this is a regular little skit thing that I'm going to be doing. It's kind of like my deep thoughts with Mark, which I'm pretty sure I didn't steal from anybody. I, I've always thought of stuff like that, going, man, you know, I wonder what people think when they're, like, not really thinking, you know. So anyhow, um, all right, moving along. Um, there's this woman that uh, bought this book, right, for yeah. her husband. It turned out to be a book. That she left, that she bought a long time ago for her dad, and wrote a message to her. her dad is deceased, had been deceased for a long time. She ended up buying that book back and had no idea until after she bought it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, a woman has spoken about her surprise at receiving the exact copy of the book that she signed and sent to her late father in 1984. Ross Ford from Afriston, East Sussex, purchased, and that would be England, of course, purchased a copy of Texts and Pretext by Aldois Huxley for her husband's Adam's birthday. The order through Book Warehouse, ABE Books, was sent from a shop owned by Michael Moon in Whitehaven, uh, Cumbria. Inside was a message Mrs. Ford had handwritten decades ago. Mrs. Ford, who... Uh, who was brought up in the Lake District, told BC, BBC Radio Kerbia, said that she didn't recognize it at first because it had no dust cover. I don't know what no dust cover means. I guess a dust. I guess it's a different type of a cover. It's probably that. Um, I think a dust cover would be like that uh, paper that goes over a uh, hard book. Yeah, so, I, I, I just say it's just like. Okay, so I was just flicking through it, and there was my handwritten dedication to my dear old dad, she said. She originally bought the book in 1984 for her father, adding, as we're going into retirement, as, as he was going into retirement, I thought it would be a lovely way of reflecting on his life. However, it's my husband's 83rd birthday, and something I read in The Guardian prompted me to think about that book, and I thought, I'll get it for him for his birthday. Lo and behold, a copy came from Michael Moon. It's a lovely circular story, and I have the privilege of paying for the same book twice. Mr. Moon said, it makes our day. This is what our job is all about. I'm the, this is the owner of the bookstore. I am delighted to have sold it, and they, they are delighted to received it. After 40 years, it's like two people pointing fingers. And I think that is excellent, and I'll go a step further. I think that is from beyond. That is such an amazing story, and I could not wait to speak about that, but we had to get our regular crap in first. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Really so, is. anyhow. Did you hear about the sheep that got all fucking stoned in, uh, in uh, Greece? Uh-uh. Okay, I guess there's no reason you would hear about it. <laughs> Only people like me that turn around looking for interesting stories would actually know about this. I heard a sheep. Well, Leslie, I don't know. I, I've been told for some good ones. You have been doing some like good that. ones, sir. Rob, you've been stepping up, man. You've been fucking throwing your dick around. You've been like, <laughs> you've been fucking, you've been fucking, uh, you've been deep dicking it a lot here lately. You've been like, oh yeah, Mark, we'll watch this shit. Watch, watch me throw this bitch out. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that, huh? Yeah. That's what you're doing, isn't it? No, I'm, no, I'm just coming up. Different things. I know, it's great. You're growing right in front of my eyes, and I'm not talking about a dick. You're doing fantastic, bro. And, and the funny thing is, a lot of what I end up doing, 
ain't what I start out to do. I know. I knew you were going to say run across. <laughs> welcome. Well, I'm to do that. Welcome, Rob. Yeah, welcome to the Scattered <laughs> Brain Society. Uh, the more you delve into stories you wanted to, the more you realize you didn't even want those stories. There are stories to get to the real stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it myself. I'll be like, da, 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 okay. And then the cat ran from... What the fuck? Where, where, did, it, where did they find the aliens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and this is where I find stories like this, Rob. A herd of sheep struggling to find fresh grass for food due to extreme flooding started behaving strangely after eating large parts of a cannabis crop, according to reports. The sheep invaded a greenhouse producing medicinal cannabis in Greece. The owner said the crop had already been badly damaged by a heat wave and, uh, and Storm Daniel. Um, oh yeah, Storm Daniel is the hurricane that hit over there, in case anyone's wondering who Storm Daniel is. No, that's not a news guy. It's a, uh, it's a well, it is a, I think it's a depression or a storm by the time it hit there. And the sheep had finished what was left. The herd had been grazing in the flooded plains of uh, Thessaly in central Greece before headed to the greenhouse uh, near the town of Akrimos to eat around 100 kilograms of the cannabis, reported uh, the newspaper uh, Greece website. It, it's, it's called the newspaper GR, but it stands for Greece, and anyhow, it's... Uh, it's online and in print, but anyhow, it doesn't matter. The owner of the crop told the website, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's for laughing or crying. We had the heat wave and we lost a lot of production. We had the floods and we lost almost everything. And now this, the herd entered the greenhouse and ate what was left. I don't know what to say, honestly. A shepherd had noticed strange behavior in the herd, but was not clear <laughs> that this was involved yet. Storm Daniel swept through Thessaly across across three days earlier this month, flooding cities and villages and killing more than 100,000 animals and livestock, officials said. But it did not kill the sheep. And you know why it didn't kill the sheep? Because they went ahead and ate the cannabis. That's why. <laughs> I would call those sheep smart. They know how to self-preserve, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, pretty cool. Um, uh, you got something, or you want me to go to another story here? Uh, can you jump in another one real quick? Yeah, I got another one right here waiting. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I gotta jump to a different place. Okay. There's a woman that is running out one half of her bed. There's a woman, huh. she says she's living the dream, sleeping with folks and charging them per lay, and she's not meaning sex. Welcoming strangers into her bed every night has become a profitable practice for one sexy singleton who tucks in an extra 600 a month by renting out the unoccupied side of her mattress where her ex-boyfriend once slept for two years. Her hot side hustle is part of a hot bedding trend. Hot bedding is excellent for people who are able to detach emotionally and sleep next to another person in a completely respectful and non-strings attached manner, Monique Jeremiah, Jeremiah 36, an, an entrepreneur from Queensland, Australia, told Cater's News. And while hot bedding has yet to achieve viral glory on social media, a popular TikTok clip, was, uh, which garnered over 762,000 views, detailed the monetary benefits as well as the potential. But Jeremiah says that, that, that it can tend to be extremely lucrative, even more than what they said, as long as both parties are clear on the terms. It takes uh, two people who respect each other's space, values, and boundaries to do hot bedding, continued the brunette. It's just like sharing a room with two beds, however you only sleep in one. And so you can definitely want, a, you can definitely have like a big bed with lots of space in a room, a large room to make it worthwhile. Jeremiah 
Jeremiah, the founder of Diversity Models, an agency that specializes in providing curvy, cultural, and mature age models for businesses, began leasing out her uh, Bodier on the onset of the pandemic as an effort to supplement her income and enjoy some much-needed companionship. So it sounds like she was doing this kind of during COVID, doesn't it? Yeah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, at least the start of COVID in the early 2020s, I suddenly found myself single. My thriving business in an international education agency and student accommodation collapsed overnight, and my teaching career suddenly became unfulfilling as education went online. Like millions around the world, she was forced to make quick changes to her professional life in order to survive the global health crisis. While Jeremiah chose hot bedding as her lifesaver, others in New York City engineer um, um, uh, Galtay Caffier, 32, took up bread baking as a means of making money during the lockdown. So, anyhow... Uh, Jalay, or whatever the fuck his or her name is, uh, said that dough began, uh, um, brought in a lot of dough. So, let's see. So, anyhow, this, you know what, fuck the rest of that story, because like all of them, you know what, I should have read the whole fucking thing. You know what, fuck <laughs> Coldly Lay and his fucking uh, dough and all that. Fuck you. Why did you invade my story, you fucking asshole? I threw it away. All I want to know is about the hot chick running out her bed. That's all. You know what? Don't yeah. guy, don't guy or girl, go fuck yourself. How dare you invade my cool story? Hey, uh, Rob, you got something? Yeah, I got. Okay. For, former New England Patriots cornerback CJ or JC Jackson was a healthy scratch this past weekend from the Chargers Vikings game this week. Okay. Chargers head coach Brandon Staley told reporters. It was a coach's decision and did not confirm whether Jackson would return to the lineup. Well, the reason he was a healthy scratch is Jackson violated his probation and has an arrest warrant in Massachusetts. (laughs) According to reports, Jackson did not abide by the terms of his probation after he was charged with criminal speeding in 2021. The 27-year-old did not complete the Brains at Risk program he was ordered to take and also did not pay the $300 fine. Well, whoops! it, it sounds like he made a wrong move there, didn't it? And he didn't get to play. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? It's going to cost him. That's so lazy and stupid, there's not really any defense for it. So he deserved to not get paid for the game. He deserved to not pay or, or not play. He deserved to uh, yeah. lose the money, and I hope he pays a ridiculous fine for that, and then next time maybe he'll remember. Um, did you hear what Bill Belichick had to say when he was asked about Travis Kelsey and uh, uh, and Taylor Swift possibly romancing? Yeah. Yeah. This is classic. I love what he said. He said... Travis Kelsey had a lot of big catches in his career. This, however, is the biggest. Isn't that, isn't that classic? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mr. Belichick. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Yeah, I, to be honest, I'm getting a little tired of reading about it. You know what? The the uh, I Swift have read wa- so the, many articles. The Kelsey Swift watches on. People can't wait for him to quit doing whatever they're doing because I'm getting sick of looking at her fucking ginger ass every fucking time I try to watch a Chiefs game now. And it only happened one game, and I'm already sick of it. Uh, I, I got an article. I want to read it before I report on it, but you'll love it. If, if it's saying what I think it says, you're going to love it. Okay. But I'll get to it tomorrow night. Okay, that sounds cool. Alright. Like I said, I want to read it. So. That's cool. Very cool. 
So, um, on that note, do you want to go ahead and call this one a wrap-up, and then uh, we will see you tomorrow night, Rob? Uh, that sounds good to me. i got to work in the morning, so. Yep. Yep. All right. I just got a little light masturbating to do and a couple of stories to write out, and that's about it. There you go. Light. Light easy masturbating. Night for you, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just easy. No, Not much wrist action. You know, just, yeah. you know, stay in the middle, kind of light. Nothing too heavy, you know, no porn involved, just kind of like memory stuff, you know. Just a little fluffing. Yeah, just a little fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's all I really got going on. I might smoke the rest of my cigar when I was doing yard work today. Might smoke the rest of my cigar after the porch, out on the porch for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Rob, have a good night. Everybody, thank you for listening, like always. Um, I'm off to uh, I'm off to light masturbation land. Everybody have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.